Hey everyone, I'm Jamie, and thank you so much for listening to In the Core. Today I have a great conversation with Pete Long from my cousin's girlfriend's house. Unfortunately, Billy had to sit out because he's getting his toilet repaired. Anyways, here is my talk with Pete Long from my cousin's girlfriend's house. We're here with Peter Long of the band My Cousin's Girlfriend's House. Quickly introduce yourself and we'll get into some uh, some random questions about you. Thanks so much for having me. It's funny, my, my actual name is Alex, but my middle name's Peter, so I go by Pete. So no, I never get called Alex, but it's it's funny to hear a, a lot of people think Peter, but no, just- I can't believe I said Peter, I'm no, so that's, sorry. It's fu- it's, it's, no, totally cool. Um, yeah, a lot of, I bet you a lot of people who would listen to this, who know me through music, don't know that that's not my actual name, so- Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Fun fact. But uh, yeah, thanks so much for having me on and uh, really excited. What do you do in the band? So I play guitar and sing and then I'm playing drums on the record and then we just have a rotation of drummers who uh, play at live shows right now. Oh, cool. Right on. So I'd like to start this off with just some random questions. Uh, it doesn't need to be rapid fire, but they really like don't have any rhyme or reason to them. Okay. We'll start easy. What's your favorite color? Green. Okay, do you do rocks, paper, scissors, shoot, or rocks, paper, scissors, and shoot? Shoot, no and. Perfect, okay, that's good. (laughs) Do you have any uh, piercings or tattoos? I have one tattoo. What is it? It is a complex piece of the dog Laika in like a spacesuit in front of Earth, and it was based off Boston Manor's song Laika, so it got the first line of that song on, and it's a really big piece that took super long and hurt, so I didn't go back and get another one for a while. <laughs> I'm not that punk rock. <laughs> That's awesome. Where is it? It's like right on my thigh, like the front of my thigh, so it was like one of the least painful places to get it, but I'm not a big needle guy, and it took a lot of hours so it's like i'm ready to get a few more at some point but that was a big endeavor for the first one yeah that's, i don't have any i've i'm very indecisive so like this idea might be really cool right now but then in a week or a year i'll be like oh my god that sucks man you definitely got to be you got to be smart with it right you don't want to have something on that you're just like why did i do that for sure and and i'm 100 percent that guy that would get the thing that's like why'd you do that <laughs> that's that's the area that you need to watch What's on your ideal pizza? Pepperoni sausage. Basically a supreme pizza, but take off the black olives. Okay. Okay. I love black olives on pizzas. A little saltiness. That's the one thing I can't do. What is your worst habit? Oh, man. Uh, Procrastination's a big one. That's one that I've been fighting since I was a child and always thought I'd grow out of it and just haven't. And then I guess the other one would just be trying to start too many things and not ever finishing them. Oh, man. (laughs) Lots of song ideas. Not enough songs. Yep. The famous, here's a verse and a chorus and kind of lost momentum there. (laughs) Started working on the bridge and found a whole new song idea. Never to come back to the other one. Yep. It's it's funny because everyone I talk to, including Billy, like we all have the same problem where it's just millions of song ideas nothing finished <laughs> that's what happens when uh, we have a lot of ideas going through our heads we're we're, we're already thinking of the next one before we finish that that one we're all on. the ideas and not enough time exactly what was your worst job my worst job uh, i've actually not had too many bad jobs but i worked you're lucky i know I, I got really blessed with a couple of really nice jobs as a kid but i did work at a grocery store for about two weeks and on the last day there like my last task was to stock the eggs 
and I was carrying the eggs on this cart and then I just like knocked half of the box of eggs on the floor Oh, and no. it was awful. Like there was eggs all over the floor and like it was my last day, my last hour. So I wanted to be done. So I ran to the bathroom and got paper towels. I know that's not like protocol when you spill eggs <laughs> as an employee. And then I just put them, I went back, put them in the fridge and then just kind of clocked out. So that was definitely my worst job and the worst <laughs> ending to it. Like I just broke like 15 packs of 18 pack eggs put it back in the fridge and clocked out man i was so done with it so you, you clocked out and just never came never back. came back nope that wow, was it i've Ju- always wanted to do that because i had gotten the, a great job at a golf course after that so like that was the transition period and i was like you know what i don't feel like handling all of that so there's just going to be some broken eggs in the fridge wow not great for the person coming in next. Like, didn't set them up for success. But again, no. you're working at a grocery store, so they're probably just like, "Who cares?" Someone else. It was someone else. What are they gonna do? Fire me? Man, I gotta say that takes balls. I've always wanted to do that, and at one of my last jobs, there's always a point in my my day or night where I'm just like, "You should just leave and not come back and not tell anyone because this sucks." I don't. I I will say I don't know if it was balls or just perfect timing that that was. I was, it was the hour that I was scheduled to leave. If I had done it a day before, I might have had to tell somebody. But since it was my last hour, it was like something worked out well where I could just walk out of there and not have to deal with that. <laughs> I'm not gonna clean this. <laughs> That's amazing, dude. It's <laughs> great. Do you have any hobbies? Not really at this point, just because like most of the time goes into either music or work. And I guess playing like I like playing basketball. Or just watching basketball and all all sports, but I was uh okay. played basketball a bit and board games. I'm lame like that. Board game, no, that is not lame, man. I yeah, I'm not blurred. Behind me, we we do stupid paintings. Those are puzzles back there. There's more puzzles there, and we have a whole closet that's just full of board games. You are not lame. What's your top board game? So there's this game. We're big horror movie fans. And there's this game. There's actually two of them called Horrified. One is all of the standard monsters that you have to fight. And it's it's co-op. Everyone that's playing, you're just all playing together against the game. That sounds pretty And it's a lot of fun. You're you're playing against like Dracula, Frankenstein, the bride, the mummy, invisible man. And then there's another one. That's a little bit harder, and it's all like American cryptids. So that one's pretty cool too. That sounds pretty intense. What's your favorite board game? I was gonna be as basic as it gets. I do like a good game of Monopoly. Uh, actually, Settlers of Catan would probably be my favorite favorite game of all time. That's like really familiar, but I don't think I've I've ever actually. You know, I haven't played it in a while, but it's just kind of like basic. You have to get resources, and you're kind of fighting to conquer the board. You know, a basic kind of like Risk, but a little more trading involved and stuff like that. That's cool. Is it long? Like long games? Uh, Depends, but yeah, it can go on and it can get pretty uh, testy if you're having to trade and barter with people. It ends up being... uh, Oh, man. Let's talk a bit about the band here. The obvious question. You have a pretty interesting band name. Yeah. You know, where did that come from? So it's pretty straightforward. First day we got together and we were jamming. um, The two other guys, Andrew plays guitar and sings as well. And then Brian plays bass and sings as well. We all were in different bands in the philadelphia area and we just happened to all come together to jam just for fun one day and our bassist brian was telling us about his cousin's girlfriend's house how it's like this not great house but in the house there was this bathroom that was like the most well-decorated beautiful bougie bathroom he's ever seen and at that moment we were just like i don't know why the the words like rung together just like my cousin's girlfriend's house i don't know 
people, a lot of people like make fun of us for the name, but I don't know. It's like, it sticks out. It's like, you got to pick something that's not been used and that if you type it in Google, what's going to pop up and we pop up first. So it's like, it's a conversation starter and it rolls off the tongue. All right. The next question I had was, and I think you already know what the next question is. (laughs) What is up with the names on the all right first of all how do you pronounce the ep mcgh it's mcgh uh, okay it's an acronym but we spelled it out or not even an acronym abbreviation whatever it is my cousin's girlfriend's house mcgh and then we just we basically uh this entire album the the naming of it the song titles it's all a bunch of trolling not really trolling but it's like outside of some songs being serious we're relatively goofy laid-back guys and like I honestly have no idea. I think like Andrew said too late Tom before we started playing the song one time. And then we were just like, Oh, we're going to name it. Kind of like the band name was like, Oh, we're going to name it that. And then from there on, we just had to continue on with the names of people for songs. And it ended up two of them, Dudley and Romeo. That's two of our dogs. So we did give a little shout out to our dogs. But aside from that, it was just like, we named the first one with a name. So let's do this. Cause we're idiots. <laughs> it's crazy. You, can, like, you can tell us it's stupid it's okay <laughs> no no it's not stupid it's it's great this is all things that make people it's questions that people have for you you know it's even the ep name that was that's amazing it's, it's hilarious because a lot of people are like what what does it mean it's just like try and read it out it looks like you smashed your fingers on the keyboard <laughs> <laughs> literally it was like i don't know it just seems like a lot of titling with bands and songs these days is crazy jumble garbage that's just like uh, it was kind of a, a little bit of a play on that too where it's just like uh, people are throwing dollar signs and different characters into their names so we're just gonna spell out our name and see what people do and it's it's really smart it, <laughs> it's it's like the band name it's just it's a smart thing it, it's great tell us tell me again in more detail like how it's three of you right and then you have a drummer that comes in yep so how, how did all of you guys meet we are all in separate bands that played in Philadelphia and around Philadelphia. Um, Brian and Andrew, who are the other two members, actually had met before me. They're from Delaware County, which is a suburb of Philly. And then I'm from the Lehigh Valley, which is about an hour outside of Philly. And I went to school in Temple, so started meeting people from around Philly playing music there. And all our bands played together. And I actually filled in for Andrew's band on drums for almost my entire college career. My band was kind of fizzling out and we're all musical so we just wanted to jam with other people and we ended up having a jam session one day and then i actually moved to north carolina shortly after that and then i moved home and brian moved to san francisco and eventually we all made it back and decided let's make this a thing and uh, we kind of been going at it ever since but how long ago was that uh right at the beginning of 2020 was when we really started you know great timing uh we got our first batch of songs ready to go Uh, we were actually in the studio finishing up our first single the night everything shut down so it's been (laughs) quite a ride trying to get it started but you know yeah time to kind of you know really figure things out too which has been nice i guess definitely definitely it was a such a weird time for i mean obviously for everyone but for musicians and for bands and to kind of see bands i i moved to maryland during the pandemic and there's a lot more tours that come through this area than in florida where are you from originally oh florida okay i'm from new york originally and then i moved to florida and then came up here it's just been interesting seeing all the bands come through it's almost you know it used to be like they're putting on a show they're you know talking to the crowd like you know you're a rock star playing a concert but it almost seems like that whole i don't know divider or whatever you want to call it 
it's like they all just kind of talk like normal like hey guys we've been through shit yeah everybody's real now which is like a good thing you know it's it's nice to just be like you know what we're all doing this because we love it so we're just gonna be real with you (laughs) right that's what brings them to the cities that's what brings us to the venues how did you get into music Honestly, I would not be able to remember other than I know I played drums on like pots and pans before I was old enough to get a drum anything. It's just like surrounded by music. My parents didn't play, but my siblings all did and there was always music playing. So that's kind of how I got started. And then I just remember, you know, Green Day, American Idiot was one of the first. It was weird. It was like American Idiot, My Chemical Romance, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge, some of those songs and like... I liked Avenge Sevenfold. It was like a weird mix of stuff that was happening when I got introduced to like the early phase of rock, pop, punk, kind of emo. And then just from there, it was, it's all I wanted to do, you know? It's not very common that, I, I don't know why, it's just like become a taboo band for some reason, at least in the circles that I keep. Avenged, what's your favorite Avenged album? Oh, it's gotta be, oh, fuck, the one with the white, the white album. That album was incredible. Up until what was it? Was Nightmare the one when the Rev yep. wasn't that was that was like the final one that I was really following and really everything up to that was pretty solid. Like it was catchy despite whatever image or whatever they were kind of going for. It was like it was catchy and it was melodic and that's kind of the components of music that I like the most. So I think that's kind of why it is. People look at you sometimes when you say you like Avenged Sevenfold and they're like, What are you? Like a freak? Dude, I found him on AOL sessions, I think. Like there was a time where I was watching like a, a Bat Country AOL session or something and it's like that was my first, ex- you know, introduction to live punk rock music, whatever it was classified as and yeah, I think just like yeah. They're they're really good at melodies. Yeah, they're just they're one of those bands that I I've seen them like a bunch of times and I've seen them a bunch of times with my dad. Oh hell yeah. He loves them and he's just like this this band is I mean, dude, their musicianship is just... They're phenomenal. I mean, a Sinister Gates guitar solo, like, you watch it and you don't believe what you're seeing. Definitely. Okay. Let's get back on to you. Uh, (laughs) Avenge is great. More Avenge. All right. What's the first song that you you want us to play? Yeah, we can do Therapeutic Hypocrite. That was our most recent single. Cool. So this is... Therapeutic Hypocrite by My Cousin's Girlfriend's House. When I wake up, no makeup, grinning out at the world with hesitation. Underneath is a product of the weak, hypothetical disease, and I'm better off dancing to the beat. You're still calling this defeat as I'm stepping into reach of a helping hand in a dark time. It's a war crime, such a war crime, at a dark time. Yourself on the other side Stigmas, they don't exist When you're in the mental deep abyss Swim up to the other side When she wakes up, puts on her makeup Covers her face with a sense of celebration Underneath, not a quality redeeming She whispers to herself, if only she could see them Had to stop, the act became enough Tired of entertaining thoughts, exhausted, she climbed down in the mirror, couldn't have seen it any clearer A helping hand, is an unsung hero When he wakes up, hides the makeup That it takes to be the generation Staring down the barrel of denial Just added to the pile, encrypt the mental file Keep it secure and hide it from the world In case you haven't heard, helping hand at a dark time It's a war crime, such a war crime Therapeutic hypocrite, all talk 
swim up to the other side Right. that was awesome thanks man i've uh i've been listening to you guys like all week you know but i i really really like that song so tell me about first i guess let's start about let's uh, talk about the lyrics yeah so i mean the overarching theme i guess of this song is at least in my opinion it's really easy to find the best qualities in your friends and the people you love the most but it's really hard to see that in yourself. So it's kind of like the therapeutic hypocrite who's, you know, giving their friends advice, telling them they're awesome while not be, being able to like believe in yourself that way and only seeing the worst in yourself fighting through that. Cause like, I, I feel like that's a thing that I feel like all my friends give me good advice, but I can't believe what they're saying. Likewise, I genuinely see great things in my friends and I don't know if they believe when I tell them that. So I feel like it's just that kind of thing about not being able to see the best in yourself. Yeah, it's really relatable. I feel like I definitely suffer of that a bit, and I know of a lot of people that do too. It's it's tough in a world of comparisons too, and you're you're always seeing how everybody else is doing great things. You can't believe that you're capable of that, but it's like a lot of that is all show, and also happy to see your friends doing great things. And when one person does well, we all succeed, right? Right, right, and of course half the time on like social media you're only going to see the best side of everyone's life go into your world of comparison there you know it's helpful when somebody will remind you that you even when you know that like as you're scrolling through it's very hard to see that and believe that but really just in general it was like yeah being able to be confident in yourself when did that one come out that came out in february i believe it was like february 18th so that was Okay, so it's new. Yeah, yeah. So our first MCGH was our first P, and that was our first batch of songs. Prior to the band forming, I had quit music for a bit, about a year and a half or so, and we had just gotten back into the flow of writing. Therapeutic Hypocrites, the first new song in our new batch of songs that are to come, and I think it's a better representation of what we're going towards and kind of uh, all of us coming together, fully formed, understanding how to, how to write to all of our strengths. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you came back because Thanks, man. you're good, man. I appreciate and, uh, it. Thank you. I feel so much more comfortable behind the kit than on guitar. And yet, likewise, for, for some reason, we choose to be those people who are like, let's play guitar too. And it's like, fuck, it's so much easier to play drums sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I understand. Uh, have you had a chance to play that song out yet? Yeah. Yeah. We've, we started gigging with it pretty much uh, ever since it's come out. So you played a handful of gigs, but it's been a, it's it's been awesome to get to see it thrown into the set after uh, this was one that was written quite a while ago when we thought shows were going to come back and then they didn't and then they didn't again and then they finally came back. So it's nice to be able to play out live, especially that song. Since you guys started over COVID, when was your first actual show oh it was august of 2021 right is would that be trying to think there were no shows that happened in 2020 right everything was shut it's all like a blur to me now at this for the most part i think they were doing like those virtual shows and then distance shows but yeah i don't think there was like actual venue shows yeah so it was august of 21 was our first official show and then it was like even then it's been there were phases of oh we're not 
doing shows again and different places had shut down just on the turn of this calendar year we've finally been finding our way back into the gate groove how does it feel it feels good right oh it feels so good especially for myself having quit for a while beforehand it's it's a combination of feeling great and nerves and stage fright that I thought I had conquered, which I never really conquered, but they came back twice as bad when you've been sitting inside for a while. And prior to that, you had quit playing music. So now that we're really getting into the flow of it, it's like, it feels so good to be back. And just being at a show is the place that feels most natural to me. So just any sort of local show that you get to go to, it's like, it's nice that these are back. Yeah. I didn't realize how much I missed concerts until I, started going then i played i believe it was my last band harbor escape it was our first show back from covid but it was also my last show with the band very bittersweet it was like all right first show back last show for a very long time i'm sure <laughs> do you have like a a full band for your project now no i don't and i knew at some point i was gonna get to this point where it's like i want to play out but i definitely don't want to you know, stand up there with a guitar and backing tracks. I definitely want to have a band, but I also don't have money to play musicians to pay, to play under my name. You know, it just, it would be weird for me to say like, Hey, you want to join a band called Jamie Staffa? You never know if some people just want to gig, but I, I, that's true. That's true. I was checking out your stuff and I, I liked it. So I would highly recommend, uh, I appreciate it. I definitely, I have been like kind of getting pushed from like my dad and some other people around saying like, you need to play shows because that's what you do. You, I know what you mean. You just, you feel natural at a local show, whether you're playing or you're just there. You just feel like, okay, this is home. I'm, I'm in the scene right now. Yeah. That's like the most, like I am an awkward social person almost anywhere, including shows, but at shows I feel most just like I can rest easy knowing I can talk <laughs> to people here who get me and understand what I'm saying. Totally. How was that song recorded? Um, so we went in, we record with our friend Pete Zen, who is in New Jersey. He plays in Jet Jag that I actually also play in that band. Oh, you do? So, yeah. So I play guitar for that band. And then this is, this is, uh, yes. I didn't know that. I love that band. <laughs> Thank too. you. Yeah. We kind of have like a little bit of a, you know, just group of, I wouldn't call it a collaborative effort or whatever, but our bassist, Brian has a solo project, Brian Quirk, and he records with Pete too. So we all kind of, we all like to bounce ideas off each other and Pete's a phenomenal producer and engineer. So yeah. we always go to him. Uh, he's working at a landmine studios in New Jersey and really locked in his sound. And our first EP was recorded in his parents' basement. And that was the first one that was recorded in the real studio. So it's kind of cool to see the evolution there in terms of sound quality getting more to like where we want to be at yeah i've seen him um just kind of i've seen him all over social media yeah you know, it's like same circles they pop up a whole bunch i really do like his band and his production stuff it's yeah and he's hustling he just did the new cheer up dusty too which is uh really sounding great i don't know if uh cheer up dusty's from new jersey but um their new song was produced by him and it's a phenomenal song recommend cheer up dusty uh, so do you have, it doesn't have to be with this band. It could be with any band, um, any crazy stories. My old band above the Mendoza, uh, we went on tour a few times and we had a van and I don't know if it's a crazy story in a good way, but after one show, we actually had a fill in bassist who was playing with us and we went out to the van and he went to open the door. It was like a sliding door of a 15 passenger van and it just snapped straight off the van and fell off. Oh, so we lost our door. So we had to only exit out of either the back door or the front two doors. 
And then I believe at the end of that tour, we also shattered the back window because we locked the keys in the vans like idiots. And my idea was to try and somehow pry the window open. It was like slightly open and I tried to like sneak my fingers in and caress it open and that just shattered in my arms. And it was a really hot summer tour. And I just remember after that, we all were defeated for for a good amount of time in a Walmart parking lot. Just like, fuck man, can anything else go wrong? But we made it through, uh, you know, always good times. But yeah, that van had no air conditioning. We only had two working exits and we were in Texas at one point in that tour. So it was just like, nice. So when the door broke, how long into the tour was that? Oh, I want to say it was like night three because we started in Pennsylvania, I think. And then like two stops in, we were in Georgia. And I remember it was in Marietta, Georgia. And my friend Paul, bless his heart, he was such a nice guy. And he felt so bad ripping that door off. But we at least got it shut. That was the success when we... I don't even know how we got it back on, but we got it shut and we duct taped it shut. And we were like, no more entering out of that side of the van. So it's like everybody out the front, the drivers or the rear. That's it. Shitty vans. I, uh, yeah, definitely have a couple of those. Let's move on to the next song. It looks like Billy's Toilet's really getting a... Uh... I just hope it's getting fixed. That's all I... Fingers crossed. Me too. He feels really bad. He keeps saying, like, man, I feel awful. I feel good. So if you ever uh, post about this, you just say, like, the, the co-host was a dick, though. I'll just let him know, you know, he was such a dick, he broke his toilet, and that's why he couldn't make it. So the next song, you said you wanted to play Too Late Tom, right? Yep. Uh, tell me about that one. What's that song about? I really have sleeping issues. Don't know what it is, but when I go to bed is when my brain starts to run. And I think I was up one night in between the hours of four and six. And for some reason, that entire chorus came to me at that point. It was just like, for anyone who doesn't know the words, which is probably most people, it's talking about how you just think about everything and anything. I don't know how I got on a train of thought from one thing to the other, and I couldn't even connect the dots, but somehow it ended up thinking about MySpace. And the last word is, where did MySpace go wrong? And it's like, why am I up at five in the morning thinking about MySpace? And I have found that other people do that as well. Maybe not specifically MySpace, but glad I'm not the only one up at five o'clock thinking about defunct social media platforms. Yeah, I'd, I'd say, man, I'm probably up at around the same time you are. I usually get up at like four-ish and sit in bed for like a half hour and then I just give up and I come down here and start working. It's, what I, I'm just, it's like I just give up. I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna, definitely not gonna get back to sleep. Yeah, it's it's like you're either one or the other. For me, it's the falling asleep that I find the hardest. And then okay. I usually wake up a few times during the night. Getting back to sleep is another difficult thing to do. But it's like that initial falling asleep, even on days where I'm so tired, that's for some reason when all the thinking comes out, whether it's what I got to do tomorrow or what I want to do in the, in the next 10 years or something that happened 15 years ago. It's just like at that point, my brain turns on. And it's it's definitely a fight to shut it off. Yeah. Feel for that, man. Yeah, exactly. Why did why did you say that thing to that person 12 years ago about their shoes? And you think about it. Oh, man. I think about those things all the time. I have that. I'm like, you are, why'd you do that? <laughs> like, for so long ago. I'm like, maybe I should reach out to them and apologize. <laughs> but it's like, I'm like, who are you? Exactly. Exactly. Let it go. Yeah. So when was the song written? That was like one of the first ones that we had ready to go in early 2020. So I would say it was probably written in the fall of 2019. 
and at that point I was just starting a job at an advertising agency and really experiencing my first stress of working in a stressful environment. So I think that definitely helped out with the uh, content of the song for sure. This one was recorded with Pete. Yeah, this was recorded with Pete, but we did this one in his parents' basement. So this was like the, the, it was a little more raw. Yeah. Which I kind of like the raw sound, nothing wrong with it, but there's definitely limitations when you're working out of a basement versus studio for sure. I mean, nowadays, not, not crazy, but it was just like, yeah, I don't know. It was us getting our sound and yeah, yeah, to make make stuff happen for sure. Let's see, B- Billy just texted me. Let's see what he says. And on how's the toilet? He's wrapping up, but I'm sure you're getting cl- <laughs> us, tell, us and the plumber. Just tell him he's in our thoughts, and we really hope that all the pipes are flowing well. And he's like looking forward to this so badly too. Damn. Now I feel now I feel even worse. I take back my comment about him being a dick. <laughs> it's alright. Fuck Billy. He's an asshole. <laughs> So the song came out in 2020, though. This was the first batch of songs. That- yeah, so it was May of 2021. It was written in 2020, but because of that lockdown happening, right as our first single was finished, it took forever to organize getting back into the studio to record the rest of the song. It got pushed back because Pete was in Florida, and then we all got COVID one week. And so like, it took several months to get these all recorded, and then this one... I think it came out as a single before the EP, so it was early 2021 that it came out. But it was like written and done by 2020. For both of these songs, what would you say like your influences are for these songs? That's tough because I'm a big Blink fan, as most of us are, and I'm a big Wonder Years fan. And those are kind of the two influences that I use the most. However, I think the first EP was a little bit of transit thrown in there too, so I really like their stuff. But been trying to incorporate a little more all over the place. I've been really into Cage the Elephant lately. Foo Fighters were a huge one. Red Hot Chili Peppers, just kind of a bunch of different stuff. I know for Therapeutic Hypocrite, I've heard a lot of Third Eye Blind comparisons, and I definitely went through a phase around the time that this would have been written where Third Eye Blind was on repeat there. So definitely the 90s were a good time, and I definitely kind of write in that style. I was going to say, I definitely hear, I don't want to say like, all I hear is 90s. I definitely hear like some 90s influence in there. The good thing about, or the way we work is if someone comes in with the core idea, but of the songs that have been released, a good portion of them, I come in with the core idea. Then Brian does a really good job of spicing up the bass and he's into stuff all over the place from like a little heavier metal kind of stuff to jazz. And he's throwing these licks around that you wouldn't really hear in a pop punk song and that kind of gives that edge and then andrew comes he's also big into like wonder years pop punk but he likes some more indie bands and also a little bit more of classic rock so like we all bring our own styles in and that's kind of how the unique sound comes together i think um cool and it is very unique definitely unique thank you i think that's like the biggest thing we're trying to do probably ending up sounding like other people but just trying to do something that's a combination of what we like but that isn't out there something kind of fresh so that's what we're shooting for definitely uh getting that pete what's next for you guys so we are working on recording and getting ready to release the rest of our songs off this most recent batch which was written you know 2021 to the very early parts of 2022 we have another single that's ready recorded mixed so we're getting ready to get that out hopefully sometime early may and that's going to be a more punk rocky sounding song. So really excited to kind of therapeutic hypocrite was a little bop, but it definitely 
floated towards the pop side a lot. So it's we're trying to bring it back a little bit with some rock. But of these songs, don't know when they're going to come out. Hopefully by the end of summer or so. But really just have a variety of styles and trying to find our place um, and test out different types of songs. Where can people find you and how? You can find us on any of the streaming services as well as Bandcamp. And then you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, really any social media. Just my cousin's girlfriend's house. If you type that in the search bar, I guarantee you'll find us. Great SEO. <laughs> Ugh, I hate that I did that. <laughs> I feel you. All right. Uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce it? Hang out until the end and we'll just kind of say goodbye. Heck yeah. This is uh, Too Late Tom by us, my cousin's girlfriend's house, off our first EP, MCGH. Wow, man. That's a great song. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, Pete. 
Thanks a lot for hanging out. Thank you so much for having me and the other guys would have been here, but they live in Delaware County and I live in the city, so they couldn't make it tonight. But uh, they also say thank you for having us and we really appreciate you doing this. And if you ever do get a band together and want a gig, we're always down to gig. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. We'll be back next week with another interview from another great band. Thank you. See you later.